International, the Attorney General is firing back at the powerful uh, politicians uh, making prejudicial comments on sensitive criminal cases, uh, indicating that it is piling unnecessary pressure on the courts. His comment is coming after uh, the likes of President Akufado, former President John Romani Mahama, and recently Osajifo Osadeyo Ajibambedu the second, uh, making some comments on the James Jachikwesin trial. The Minister of Justice, Godfrey. Yabwadami says their speeches exceed the bounds of acceptable speech and belittles the hard work of prosecutors. We'll be getting you. Let's get a sense of what this statement from the Attorney General is indicating. There you have it, portions on your screen, titled The Unjustified Commentary About Pending Attorneys. You have the Office of the, General, uh, Office of the Attorney General indicating uh, that uh, it has observed with serious members of the uh, legal profession. Uh, of cases which have been subject to um, uh, subject of unwarranted public commentary include uh, but are not limited to the Republic versus James as you're quoting. Uh, we also have the Republic versus uh, Dr. Stephen Opuni, which uh, is also burning matter. And the minority is equal. The minority leader is equally standing trial. Uh, that case as well is uh, increasingly. Uh, becoming of concern to the general public, which uh, the Attorney General believes commentary around it is not helpful. So the explanation is first uh, as follows, that whilst respecting the freedom of all persons in Ghana uh, to comment on any matter, including cases pending before the court, the Attorney General and Minister of Justice takes note that uh, much of the recent commentary on many of the so-called uh, high-profile criminal cases transgresses permissible limits of free speech, unduly interfering with the work of uh, the state prosecutors, uh, performing their constitutional function of prosecuting crime in Ghana and tends to put unnecessary pressure on the courts. Then a statement goes ahead to indicate that the Attorney General respectfully is reminding Ghanaians of the principle of the equality of all persons before the law enshrined in Article 7, uh, 17 of the Constitution that no person living in Ghana, citizen, non-citizen, is above the laws of the country or immune uh, from any sort of application of same. Uh, and the Attorney General goes on and on to express his displeasure about how um, these conducts are affecting the delivery of justice. Well, uh, the details uh, of the statement and matter for you shortly. Uh, but uh, first, uh, the man, Jachi Kweising, and became the first to take the oath of office twice in just one term when he was sworn into office as Member of Parliament uh, for Asin North uh, for the second time today. Here is episode what transpired. You see, to administer the oaths, starting with the oath of allegiance. No, You've been here before, so you know the dream. So I start. I, I, James Jachi Kwesi. Do in the name of the Almighty God swear that. I will bear true faith and allegiance. Do in the name of the Almighty God swear. Do in the name of the Almighty God swear. 
that I will bear true faith and allegiance. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the Republic of Ghana. To the Republic of Ghana. As the law established. As the law established. That I will uphold the sovereignty and integrity of Ghana. That I will uphold the sovereignty and integrity of Ghana. And that I will preserve. And that I will preserve. Protect. Protect. And defend the Constitution of the Republic of Ghana. And defend the Constitution and the Republic of Ghana. So help me God. So help me God. We now take the oath of a member of parliament. I, I, James. Parliament, having been erected a member of parliament, do in the name of the Almighty God swear, do in the name of the Almighty God swear, that I will bear true faith and allegiance, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the Republic of Ghana, to the Republic of Ghana, as by law established, as by law established, that I will uphold, that I will uphold, preserve. Preserve, protect, protect, and defend the Constitution of the Republic of Ghana, and defend the Constitution of the Republic of Ghana, and that, and that, I will defend the Constitution of the Republic of Ghana, and defend the Constitution of the Republic of Ghana, and that, and that, I will. Thanks for being with us uh, this afternoon. First up, most private sector players are expected to delay their investment plans beyond 2023, which will affect the country's economic growth in the near term. According to Face Solutions, this is due to the expected reduction in loans and advancements by banks. The debt exchange program has had a toll on banks' balance sheets, thus reducing their incomes. Here's Mike Kuniga, senior country analyst for Sub-Saharan Africa, saying, Member of Parliament, discharge the duties of Member of Parliament. So help me God. So help me God. Honourable yeah. Member, the Honourable James Quaisin Jachi. I welcome him to the house and to draw his attention that this is a very, very important role he's going to play. But before I continue, it's important that I invite the leaders of the house to also add some words of congratulation to the honorable member on his election and how they intend of what transpired moments ago, the majority leader had uh, some brief words for the newly sworn member of parliament. If the NDC want to um, believe that what victory that our colleague has chalked, and indeed we must congratulate him, 
NDC want to believe that this is a peak victory that would hurt the pride of the MPP as the minority leader has alluded to. Of course, on the other hand, we, the of the also believe that this is a victory of phantasmal character that certainly may not last. But, Mr. Speaker, the choice of the people of Asin North, and we must, everybody must, the rest of it is in the hands of the Attorney General. Mr. Speaker, the rest of it from here is in the hands of the Attorney General. Whilst he remains here, we can only embrace him as a member of Parliament. Coming here to be a part of the fraternity whilst it lasts. The statement there by Majority Leader HMS Abunsu. But what's the future looking like for this Asin uh, North Member of Parliament? Uh, because uh, there's a pending trial in court. And also, what's the implication for the House as a whole? I want to bring in two gentlemen helping us to do the discussion this afternoon. Uh, Samuel Bing is the Executive Director for the Parliamentary Network Africa. Uh, we also do have Niyama Adi, a lawyer with the Centre for Social Justice, joining us via Zoom. Thank you, gentlemen, for spending some time with us. Uh, let's get a brief update of what's happening in the House. Um, parliamentary uh, correspondent Kukwa uh, Santi has been monitoring uh, developments and is bringing us updates as we speak now. Uh, we know that after the swearing-in, of course, James Chief Kwasing proceeded uh, to court. Um, what, what's happening and what transpired in the House today and what's been the reaction from his colleagues on that? Minority MPs are really excited that finally James Jachikwesen has been able to take his seat in Parliament. It's been a long drawn legal battle that started from the High Court, went to the Supreme Court, and for a little over a year, James Jachikwesen was injuncted and finally his seat was declared vacant. Today, he was sworn in as member of Parliament, and his MPs are very, and his colleagues are very excited. All of them came in wearing white. Enjoying and seasoning the moment, former President John Romani Mahama, national chairman of the NDC, everyone being here. But in particular, the, the biggest standout of the reactions that we have seen so far is that statement by the minority leader, Dr. Kisela Tufosin, that the NDC will not cooperate with government if these criminal charges against James Articulation are not dropped. The traditional authorities who also came in, who also came in from Asenbeku, also added their voice that the MP must be allowed to continue doing his job on the floor of Parliament without those legal back and forth. And so the, the situation now is going to take shape. We expect that a majority leader, who's also the Minister for Parliamentary Affairs, is going to lead talks some way, somehow, to ensure that these conversations are had with government to see if these charges could be dropped. Already, the Domahini has made a comment. The, the, the member for the former minister for the minister, the former attorney general, I should say, Ayukuro, too, has also added his voice. The minority are saying the same thing. The chiefs and traditional authorities in Assembly are making the same point. So it is now the ball is now in the court of the attorney general and the not take a decision as to whether at least James' situation will be dropped or not. And then he proceeded to court today afterwards. 
That is the indication we had. The indication was that James Jatukwesi was going to go to court today. But because I was focused on other business in the house, I cannot confirm if he's able to do so. But the minority are threatened that as soon as he left to go to court, they would have all gone with him. But some of them are still on the floor of parliament, including the chief wave himself, which presupposes that he might not have gone that, but would have to run a few checks to confirm the, the court appearance. But the, the, the warning is clear. And any time James Jatikis is expected to be in parliament, is expected to be in court, all 137 of them, 136, I should say, will join him to go to business for Sapapla. Mm, I see. Uh, parliamentary correspondent Kukwa Santi joining us with the latest there. Uh, let, let me hear from you, uh, Samuel Bing, on first of all the decision to swearing uh, James Rachikwasing, even as his court case is far from over. Uh, you feel the Speaker is compelled by the standing orders of the House? Well, not only the standing orders, uh, uh, blessed, but also the constitution of the land. Uh, a new member of parliament has been elected. There's been communication from the Electoral Commission to the Speaker, the procedure follows, you know, almost automatically that a new member of parliament will have to be sworn in. And if that's the case, we're looking at what possibly might be the implication for the House. You have the uh, minority leader indicating now uh, that each time James Jachikwesi is expected to appear before the courts, all 136, 137 MPs on the NDC side would have to leave the House join him in court. Is that absurd? Well, I found that quite unfortunate. Um, I think that it is important that whereas the minority side solidarizes with their colleague in court, it doesn't affect, you know, uh, public and private business on the floor of parliament. It is important to note that members of parliament on a daily basis you know, discharge different duties on the floor of parliament. There is the bit about uh, members of parliament who um, have questions regarding, you know, happening in the members of parliament having questions regarding happenings in the constituencies that uh, they represent. So issues relating to electricity, water, school infrastructure, and what have you. These questions, a lot of them have been programmed some of them in the name of minority MPs. There are times where MPs present statements, there are considerations of very important bills in the House. And I, I, I think that it would be quite unfortunate if the minority indicates that because of the trial with, you know, ongoing with the question, they would, you know, leave all of these very important businesses that they've got to conduct for and on behalf of their people simply to go solidarize with them. Uh, th th this is indirectly uh, piling pe pressure on the Attorney General to, to, to withdraw the case. Well, um, I think that the, we, are, we live in a dispensation of the rule of law. Um, I, I, I believe that members of Parliament you know, are not as stoked as members of the minority from solidarizing with their colleague, um, from you know, uh, doing what is legally permissible to... Uh, 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 ensure that they are supporting their colleague. But in the end, I, I really think that the wills of the law must must take its due course in, in a way that, you know, is fair, just, um, in a way that ensures that the member of parliament also is not unnecessarily distracted from the work that he has to do in parliament. 
Okay, uh, well, we also have Nehemiah D who's on with us, and the aspects of the law has come up, and, and the threats we're seeing from the minority side of the House threatening that, well, they'll move away from Parliament, join James Achikwesi in court. Will it help you say it, you know, because uh, this case is already being heard? What will it take to perhaps withdraw the case, first of all? The common law as given to us, and as we have it, emanated from from the church i mean the ch uh, from the church so i mean we <clears throat> used to call it the canonical order and in that stead we 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 say that the the voice of the people is the voice of god and therefore if the voice of the people is the voice of god and all the people are saying from all different facets of life chiefs the clergy the the the, the, the politicians and the, the, the i mean everything's continued why don't we want to see it as the voice of me, but I mean, it is not for nothing that we have what we call the knowledge prosecutor, meaning that the, the, the attorney general decides to continue the case. Mm -hmm. Because if the evidence out there, if the jury out there, it's so loud and clear that look, what we're pursuing will not inure to the benefit of the growth of our democracy, then it makes common sense to say that let's discontinue. Because I think that. Um, the question has fulfilled all, all, all legal processes. I mean, what was brought against it, the reason for which it is being tried, we all can look back and say that, no, probably what you say they air, that be the case, we've gone into a by-election. He has won again. The people have spoken loud and very clear. It is not wrong at all if the, if the Attorney General decides to discontinue. It is never wrong in law. It is never wrong in law. But is that is it as simple as you're saying? Oh, it's it's. I mean, it's as simple as it is that you don't owe any any explanation to say that uh, uh, the attorney general has filed a only possible to discontinue the case must not necessarily come with any reason. It decided to discontinue the case. That's all. And because you see, we have to nurture this democracy to grow. And where we stand now, it's a, it's a test for our democracy, okay? And if we don't tread cautiously, we might be forced into taking decisions that would affect the gains that we have had since 1992. In any case, if you want to hold anything wrong against Jeche Kresen, then the best example is what the president expressed in his pre-judicial statement in Asino. Okay, if we accept that the president made a prejudicial statement, which is not what it's supposed to be, in some way we can accept that yeah, we discontinue because we've said wrong in everything. Because you well, if, if you don't do that, then we're likely to have people thinking because of the president's statement, have people thinking that this thing is being pursued, honorable education is being pursued to a certain decision and that is not where we want to, where we want to get to because it spoils the beauty of our democracy. Okay. I but, think if you go out there and you speak to everybody, we can put the, 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 the legal aside. People will tell you that it's okay. The man has renounced his dual citizenship, he's gone into a by-election, he's born with a, a wider majority than he used to be before. So it's okay. Let him continue. 
And I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay, uh, what I want us to do now, gentlemen, before I bring you back into the conversation, is to have a sense of what transpired in court today. Richard Kujinyako, you were there for us today. Uh, James Jachikwasing, right after being sworn in, appeared in court, correct? Yes, yes, he appeared in court. Uh, he did not come to court, actually, but his lawyers were in court today. And uh, the first to speak was his lawyer, Chachikata, who said that uh, Mr. James Jachikwasing is unavailable because he's on a national assignment. And this was supported by the state prosecutors. And they said, well, indeed he has a national assignment, and so they cannot be grudging. And so they wanted to slate the day for the hearing to the next day. But Mr. Chachichikata indicated that they had some processes to file at the Supreme Court. Hence, uh, they cannot do that tomorrow. And the judge came in and said that, indeed, um, he, uh, the court has received some document from the speaker that Mr. Pacey would be unavailable for today's trial. And so we have been speaking Abraham Abalba. So we are going to argue the motion out. Don't forget that today we have been the arguments, but this has been adjourned to the seat. We intend to, we are not afraid of the trial. What we don't want is for the state to use its might to rerule the process so that our client will go to jail. We want the processes to be fair. We are not saying that we won't come and stand trial, but for the daily hearings, that is what we are against. And no criminal in this country, an accused person rather, has been brought to court every day. Why should he be questioned? And so that's what we are against. Just that John, Attorney General does not understand his role. His role as an Attorney General is to prosecute on behalf of the Republic. And the people of this country are the custodians of the sovereignty. So if a Ghanaian feels that it's a complete waste of time to continue prosecuting the MP-elects and voices out that the Attorney General should use his power of knowledge, I don't see anything wrong with that. I say we the people, it's not the Attorney General. We gave the Attorney General that power and we are saying that exercises in this way, the Attorney General cannot be complaining. That power belongs to us. And so the Dormahini was right and spot on. He got support from no less a person than a former Attorney General, Aikoyo too. And I think that this is how we should all look at it. I disagree with senior uh, Sam Okujito, who thinks that his opinion is law. And for that matter, some people should be called to the General Legal Council. He himself, as he uses one finger to point at the Domahine, five are pointing at him. He has done more harm than good when this matter came to court. Okay, uh, so what, what, what next will happen, um, knowing that the Speaker has officially written to the court on this matter and there may be further processes? Well, so we have been speaking with the Deputy uh, Attorney General and he indicated that, well, no one can fault them for following the law because um, it is a criminal trial and they need to follow it to the latter no matter the criticisms that people will bring. As we indicated in court, truly, Mr. Payson is today on the national assignment. He's being sworn in. Unlike the other time that he said he was on national assignment, that we disputed. We don't dispute it. Being a member of parliament is a national assignment that is undertaken. I think the judge also made, made known to us that the Speaker of Parliament had written a letter to the court. We went through the letter and we have the considered view that an, a request for an adjournment is in the right direction. So that's how come we never oppose the request for an adjournment. Do you harbor any fears that this may become a norm in this 
we hope it does not become an MP. You may be an MP, that's all right. The two arms, the legislature and then the judiciary. If you have an assignment to perform in parliament, you do it. If you have an assignment in parliament all the time, the court should not go on dealing with these matters. That would, that, would, that would not be proper. Your office has reacted to comments that have been made with respect to such of these cases. But directly see a comment to the call for you to enter in early process. I got to see that they are not coming to the call for you to enter in early process. I got to see that they are not coming to attempt to stampede attorneys from discharging their legitimate duties. As to whether in takes a decision, he need not consider any other input from others. No definite decision as to whether or not to the knowledge why I want to hear from you Samir Beng. The possibility of having the speaker always writing to the two duties for quotes a very long time. That will be injurious to the Attorney General's attempt to get him behind bars. Well, we hope that um, just as I have said that it would be problematic to have the Attorney General uh, use the courts to deliberately frustrates the work of Mr. Quasing as a member of parliament, I really also would not find it proper uh, if, you know, the scenario that you have cited, you know, uh, plays out. Uh, it is our hope that you find it proper uh, if, you know, the scenario that you have cited, you know, uh, plays out. Uh, it is our hope that, you know, instead of focusing on the existing structures, finding a way of strengthening such structures and building the capacity of the people within those sectors to be able to perform very well. So as much as I agree, that is a very sound kind of idea, theoretically, in case of implication, because these are the questions that ought to be asked. Whether such uh, an independent body, are they going to uh, have that legal right to be able to say, finance minister, you are not supposed to put A, B, C, D into the budget. Or it's just going to be an advisory role. If it is an advisory role, if they just like any other body, uh, any other functions that these advisory bodies are, are performing. But the point is that if we want to give them that power to be able to uh, interrogate it, then we need to deal with the legal framework as well. Because as it stands now, the responsibility to present a budget before the Parliament of Ghana it is at the reserve of the executive, and that I'm referring to the President of the Republic. What ought to be done in my respectively defend this case uh, uh, so that this thing can be over and done with? Because the earlier we get to this and there's the politics to this. You, you had uh, Amaliba talk there, lawyer Abraham Amaliba, the Domahi. You know, uh, 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 difficulty between these very important arms of government in executing their respective responsibilities. And for those of you who believe in parliamentary democracy, uh, the aim is not always to fight each other in the House. Consensus building is very much uh, required uh, for the passage of laws, uh, for parliamentary duty, and for ensuring that our democracy is, you know, very smooth. Do you feel that, given the way James Jachikwasing was treated, ensuring that our democracy is, you know, very smooth? Do you feel that, given the way James Jachikwasing was treated, cost to, 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 to the budget in terms of uh, administrative mechanisms? Uh, one of the arguments against it is that this could just be a duplication. And I guess here the emphasis is on an independent uh, office, which seems to suggest that currently there's partisan influence. You talk about the politics in all of this. I want to also ask, what can we do, what else can we do to hold 
governance more accountable. As we work towards an IMF deal, we are hoping that by middle of this month we may secure board approval so that we don't have to go back to the fund. When it comes to radicalization, especially if you're asking it in the context of how he would, he would or would not cooperate with the majority side in parliament on parliamentary business. I don't really think that it is just about majority winning of 7th of January 2021. 138, 137, we know what has played out. We know how uh, you know, um, caucuses can be punished with just a single member of parliament being absent. We know what absentee members of parliament can cause their respective you know, caucus. So the numbers bit will certainly play out. But for me, it's not more about the numbers bit than it is about the ability for parliament to be able to play that one cardinal responsibility that it holds, the oversight responsibility, which has been seen as one of the weakest links, you know, in Ghana's parliament. At least having this eighth parliament play or show some signs of better oversight is what we are all yearning for. Uh, we had very high expectations of this eighth parliament in that regard. Uh, I must say that I've not been fully, you know, satisfied with how much uh, uh, oversight, you know, uh, uh, strength the eighth parliament has exercised. But we look to see what the coming days and weeks and months hold for us. Uh, Niamadi, the point about, you know, withdrawing the case, you've just heard from the Deputy Attorney General now indicating that there's no confirmation or whatsoever and to withdraw the case and that the hope is that Speaker of Parliament will cooperate with the court. Do you see that happening? And is it even necessary in the first place? Yes, I, 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 I see that happening. And uh, maybe I may have to add my voice to humbly say that uh, if they discontinue the case, it will be very good for us. Um, um, so I see the possibility of that. But I also want to say that uh, we are on a curve with our democracy to the extent that new vistas are being opened. And we must equally open ourselves to that learning curve. But there's so much to learn from what is going on. I mean, and that lends credence to, to legal education, to legal practice, etc. And even for publishing as well. We must go through that learning process. So I don't think that anybody who feel, or the Attorney General should feel beating or should feel shy or should feel anything of it. Yeah, but, but is it really a matter of pride for the Attorney General? I mean, this is someone who's been um, sworn into office as Minister of Justice and the Attorney General. He, I mean, must perform the responsibility of delivering justice. Justice should not be sure, selective, no, you agree? Sure, nobody, nobody, nobody stops him from from, from Holding his duties. But I'm saying that when you have situations as we have at hand, which seem from 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 holding his duties. But I'm saying that when you have situations as we have at hand, which is to go out on an aggressive marketing campaign to explain exactly what it is that we do. Which are the four things that I told you about that we will replace your your salary uh, when you achieve the right old age of sixty. Or if God were to call you early, or God to pension you early, we will pay you a survivor's benefit to the people who you leave behind. Or if God forbid, for some reason you become permanently invalid and unable to work, we will pay you until uh, death. And then the last thing being that if you are a member in good standing and you go and enroll... Uh, and look, you can, you, can, you can step aside. 
I mean, we, we all do that. What, what's all the, do what's that the current the requirement of the law? At least we know that some processes are being initiated in Parliament about the bill and the... Which would make people think that what has been said is being followed to the latter. And I don't want us... I don't want to see us get there. You see, sometimes too much of the law can muddy the waters. Okay? Too much of the law can muddy the waters. So yes, the law is good. We want to go strictly by the law. But that is not always the case because if it is not in the interest of the, of, of the, of the development of our democracy, then I think we should not go down. And this Jeji Kwesen's case presents us with a different scenarios altogether okay. which needs a very careful attention to, to, to pursue I, in do, order I, to get to a place that, I mean, we don't mess okay. Right. I'll take the thoughts of the two of you on the ongoing processes in Parliament to try and reform our laws for dual nation nationals. Um, but, but let's talk about what's different now for James Jachikwesen then, who was stripped of all his parliamentary um, immunities, and James Jachikwesen now who's been sworn into the House by Speaker of Parliament Alban Bagwin. What's changing now? I mean, uh, the requirements of the law and how the trial will proceed. What's the law saying? So what is changing now is the immunities of a parliamentarian, a member of parliament, where parliamentary work supersedes every other thing. Okay? So in this case, and, and we all know that criminal trials means that the accused person would have to be in person. Mm. You cannot be represented. And therefore, if you have a conflict of being in court and having parliamentary work to do, and the parliamentary immunities covers him, then obviously you attend to parliament. And if that continues for long, you and I can tell how long this case is going to travel. Okay? And let's not be in haste, because fair trial is not in haste. You have to wait for him mm. to finish first things first, first principle of attending to parliamentary duties. And then uh, uh, in haste, you have to wait for him mm. to finish first things first, first principle of attending to parliamentary youth and then uh, uh, divisions for the overall inflation of 41.2% for the month of April 2023. We continue to see the dominance of food and non-alcoholic be be beverages in contributing to the overall inflation rate of 41.2%. Also coming up, Chamber of Fertilizer, Ghana Court. The court process will have to wait. I see. Particularly in this criminal trial where he, he ought to be in court in person. Mm, okay. And he does not inure to the benefit of parliamentary work. He does the not others that we've seen in the past. How readily uh, will the House work to expedite the, this um, impending bill that we have? Yes, I'll come to you shortly, Niamh. Let's start off with Sami, then I'll, I'll wrap up with you then on that. Yes. Bless um, um, it. So, at least if there is one thing that we have learned, it is the fact that both sides of the house, the majority and minority, are not opposed to that particular bill currently in parliament. If there is a bill in parliament around an important matter such as this, and you have both sides, you know, adding them about it because it is the government of the day that is bringing the bill before parliament, uh, we know that key figures within the party that make the minority in parliament have made comments about it and, and how important it is to have that bill passed. I think that that then takes away the challenge of, you know, a back and forth in Parliament. But the processes that must take place in Parliament must certainly take place. We know that there is a 
clearly outlined for us on how a bill becomes a law in the Parliament of Ghana. And at this point, I think it is even at the very nascent stage mm -hmm. so far as the Parliament is concerned. Maybe this particular case will give us some impetus so that some decision can be reached on the matter before the processes for the next election begins. Uh, do you see that happening in this life of, of the parliament that we're, we're having now? Hello, Sami. Okay. Uh, Sami, I was just asking if you, you feel this will happen before the, the life of this parliament is passed. It is very likely. It is very likely. Uh, grateful for your time this afternoon on, on the poll. Samuel Peng, Executive Director for the Parliamentary Network for Africa. Uh, let's wrap up with you, Niamadi. Your final thoughts you are about speaking on the impending bill before the House. Uh, of course, Samuel being indicating that, that this early days yet, it has a long process to go through. But will that end the mischief you smell here? Yeah, yes, uh, let's, uh, there, are, there, are two, there are two angles to it. So, Parliament will first of all have to resolve the angle of whether dual citizenship is at the filing stage or before nomination. If that is resolved... A toast to our new college grad who fills us with so much joy. Almost as much as when we're in our RV. Oh, the world is your oyster, kiddo. And ours, too. Now that we're covered with progressive, Dad and I can hop in our RV anytime we want. Might even splurge on a retractable awning. Oh, look out! <laughs> Sorry, what was I talking about? Protect your loved one with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Of, of, the, of the development of our democracy, then I think we should not go down. And this Jeti Person's case presents us with a different scenarios altogether, okay. which needs a very careful attention to, to, to pursue I, I'll in order to get to a place that, I mean, we don't mess... Okay. Well, right. uh, I'll take the thoughts of the two of you on the ongoing processes in Parliament to try and reform our laws for dual nation uh, nationals. Um, but, but let's talk about what's different now for James Jachikwesen Dan, who was stripped of all his parliamentary um, immunities, and James Jachikwesen now who's been sworn into the House by Speaker of Parliament Alban Bagwin. What's changing now? I mean, uh, the requirements of the law and how the trial will proceed. What's the law saying? So what is changing now is the immunities of a parliamentarian, a member of parliament, where parliamentary work supersedes every other thing. Okay? So in this case, and, and we all know that criminal trials means that the accused person would have to be in person. Mm. You cannot be represented. And therefore, if you have a conflict of being in court and having parliamentary work to do, and the parliamentary immunities covers him, then obviously you attend to parliament. And if that continues for long, you and I can tell how long this case is going to travel. Okay? And let's not be in haste, because fair trial is not in haste. You have to wait for him mm. to finish first things first, first principle of attending to parliamentary duties. And then uh, uh, in haste, you have to wait for him mm. to finish first things first, first principle of attending to parliamentary youth and then uh, divisions for the overall inflation of 41.2% for the month of April 2023. We continue to see the dominance of food and non-alcoholic be be beverages in contributing to the overall inflation rate of 41.2%. Also coming up, Chamber of Fertilizer, Ghana, called... The court process will have to wait. 
Let's see. Particularly in this criminal trial where he, he ought to be in court in person. Mm, okay. And he does not inure to the benefit of parliamentary work. He does not the others that we've seen in the past. How readily uh, will the House work to expedite the, this um, impending bill that we have? Yes, I'll come to you shortly, Niamh. Let's start off with Sami, then I'll, I'll wrap up with you then on that. Yes, bless um, um, it. So at least if there is one thing that we have learned, it is the fact that both sides of the House, the majority and minority, are not opposed to that particular bill currently in Parliament. If there is a bill in Parliament around an important matter such as this, and you have both sides, you know, adding them about it because it is the government of the day that is bringing the bill before Parliament. Uh, we know that key figures within the party that make the minority in Parliament have made comments about it and, and how important it is to have that bill passed. I think that that then takes away the challenge of, you know, a back and forth in Parliament. But the processes that must take place in Parliament must certainly take place. We know that there is a clearly outlined process on how a bill becomes a law in the Parliament of Ghana. And at this point, I think it is even at the very nascent stage mm -hmm. so far as the Parliament is concerned. Maybe this particular case will give us some impetus so that some decision can be reached on the matter before the processes for the next election begins. Uh, do you see that happening in this life of, of the Parliament that we're, we're having now? Hello, Sami. Okay. Uh, Sami, I was just asking if you, you feel this will happen before the, the life of this parliament is passed. It is very likely. It is very likely. Uh, grateful for your time this afternoon on, on the poll. Samuel Peng, Executive Director for the Parliamentary Network for Africa. Uh, let's wrap up with you, Niamadi. Your final thoughts. You are about speaking on the impending bill before the House. Uh, of course, Samuel Peng indicating that, that this early days yet, it has a long process to go through. But will that end the mischief you smell here? Yeah, yes, uh, let's, uh, there, are, there, are two, there are two angles to it. So, Parliament will first of all have to resolve the angle of whether dual citizenship is at the filing stage or before nomination. If that is resolved, then that is one thing that ought to be very clear. And then two, whether to allow dual citizenship to uh, dual citizens to run for parliamentary elections. And I think to allow dual citizenship to uh, dual citizens to run for parliamentary elections. And I think April 2023 and that was uh, Government Statistician Professor Samuel Kobnenim. Uh, we want to bring in a Senior Finance Lecturer at the University of Cape Coast Business School, uh, Sarah Mkawo. Good afternoon to you. So yet another significant decline from 45% to 41.2%. What does it say about government's quest to beat down inflation? Yeah, thank you very much. Um, the decrease that we are seeing... Run for parliamentary election then so be it. But if they want to amend what it takes now, or as we are made to see it now, I mean, 94.2, which talks about... Uh, Centre for Social Justice, I should say, uh, joining us uh, in this whole conversation. But uh, there's a lot of politics happening with, uh, within the New Patriotic Party, MP for Asin Central, Kennedy Japan, also uh, facing the vetting committee of the New Patriotic Party today. He's the first aspirant to be vetted 
um, for the second phase of the vetting, which is happening today after for the new patriotic party today. He's the first aspirant to be vetted um, for the second phase of the vetting, which is happening today after for um, a stable city. Can we attribute this to anything special the government is doing? Um, I think so far that has been the situation. And you know, the times that we had... Yeah, this uh, brings to the number six uh, in terms of aspirants that have been vetted and that have also had their chance to make a case before the committee. And we'll be uh, getting... Smile, smile. Is the money too small? A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take Gastron, your most effective antacid, for the relief of symptoms of peptic ulcer, heartburn, gas pain, flatulence, and indigestion. Hey guys, what are you waiting for? Let's go, let's go. Mwah. Can you bring down that smile more? <laughs> Gastrol, effective relief from stomach discomfort. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been written and approved by the FDA. With the Equibank Salary Account. With the distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been written and approved by the FDA. With the Equibank Salary Account. Go back on it. And even more consolation rewards in the Ecobank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Vimwo, this Ecobank Salary Account sounds interesting. What do you think? Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. Well, it's further into spoiler. That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? In partnership with National Theatre and Joy FM, Roverman Productions present I Like What You Like, an original white play. Hey, Chrissy Trumpet, what kind of misfortune follows you that when your rich auntie dies, the only thing she leaves you is her ashes? Boy, my friend, you are not going to keep this in this household. Hmm. Go and put it outside the gates. You can stay with it and regard it as waykeeping. Oh, or you can use it for tea. Your hearing is your share. Well, his auntie named him a sole beneficiary to her estate. <clears throat> I'm his wife. May I know how much is worth? I'm um, roughly uh, $350 million. What? I like what <laughs> you like. Yeah. Shows at the National Theatre on July 7th, 8th, 9th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. One show on Friday at 7 p.m. Two shows on Saturdays at 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Three shows on Sundays at 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 8 p.m. You can buy tickets at a cool 150 Ghana cities via short code star 365 star on Sundays at 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 8 p.m. You can buy tickets at a cool 150 Ghana cities via short code star 365 star into law.
looks like we have lost uh, Sarah Mkawa, but a point is well made. It doesn't support uh, an increase in the policy rate uh, going forward, seeing that inflation is being tamed. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah Mkawa, Senior Finance Lecturer at the University of Cape Coast Business School. Now, the Chamber of Fertilizer Ghana is calling for a thorough audit of the planning for food and jobs. of the NPP, Kobele Japan. Uh, so they have had their turns and um, the, the session lasted just about the tree of the NPP, Kobele Japan. Uh, so they have had their turns and um, the, the session lasted just about... Mute. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Yes, so thank you, uh, Darrell. Uh, so it is a good move um, for a large extent provided um, we will take advantage of the opportunity that force us to be able to review um, the... ...Kennedy Japan uh, to be released by the um, committee. I must say that uh, today's vetting is, is as normal as yesterday. Um, then, uh, you cannot... Uh, what he describes as a new dawn, that's the message he's uh, trumpeting in his campaigns. And he's uh, actually challenging the delegates to vote for someone who has value, someone who's trumpeting in his campaigns. And he's uh, actually challenging the delegates to vote for someone who has value, someone... ...of the fertilizer on the market, because... Position to be taken by the delegates in the upcoming elections would represent generations, and they have to exercise it wisely. If not, the future of the next generation would not be in to end, not to address the media of the veto. So we didn't get a direct message from him. But before the vetting, I engaged his uh, campaign manager, Michael McKenzie, uh, who said that uh, the delegates are resonating with their messages and they are optimistic of moving to the next stage of the election. So I must say that all in all, the aspirants that have um, come before the committee are quite sure of their chances. They, they, they tell me that after this exercise, they would move a stage successfully, they uh, go through. Um, so that is what they have been saying. Uh, but what I can add is that uh, for now we cannot tell who has qualified in the vetting or not. The, uh, according to the revised timelines of the party, uh, the committee would present um, a report after the vetting and that would tell those that have passed through. Those that do not have or those that may not be able to make it through the vetting to the next stage would have the opportunity to seek redress uh, by sending uh, I mean, appeals to the appeals committee of the party and thereafter they can take further actions uh, on it. So in all, we have six aspirants that have been vetted yesterday and today. Uh, let me just uh, remind our viewers that we had um, the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, um, vetting yesterday. We also have Kojo Poku, an energy consultant, and the, um, the third candidate was Alan Chemantin, who is the, um, the former trades and industry uh, minister. So that's how the sequence has been. Three aspirants per day. We know there are ten. So after today, we have another set of three that will be appearing for 
Day Committee. We are expecting Mr. Jogati, Dr. Konedu Preko um, to appear before the committee, and the last person will be um, Adainimo. Uh, he is the one supposed to um, be the last person to be uh, vetted. That will be on Thursday. So, uh, blessed. The situation here has been calm, and all aspirants are optimistic of making it to the, the elections and eventually leading the party. I was just going to ask about the directive from the party as to why candidates are not allowed to brief the media on how the vetting session went. Is there any explanation to this? Well, the vetting was held in camera, meaning... Uh, it is not for public consumption. I was told that this is for, it's a family affair, and whatever happens, uh, it is not for public consumption. I was told that this is for, it's a family affair, and whatever happens. Regarding how we, we, we plan to work with the ministry, me, our doors are always open, and we've, we've always come out with proposals to the, to the effect that most of our suggestions and the predictions in the past has been useful because we were not far from the realities that eventually you know, happened. So we will continue to alert the, the, ministry, the minister and the ministry and, and based on our research, give them all the uh, information and send all the precautions for, for us to avoid you know, the challenges that... Uh, quite uh, not eminent if we don't take certain steps, I mean, going forward. Remind me of how much debt we are talking about. They are supporters and the media of their chances of selling to the next election, but as to the details of what transpired, they are not, or they have been restricted from uh, the committee here. But what I was told was that this has been the norm. Uh, the picking and filing of nomination will be at the main party office, but since this is the campaign office of the party, it has all the necessary uh, equipments or environment that they will need to um, host the, uh, the aspirants and then uh, engage them. So we don't have a specific reason why they are holding this. The party has two offices, so anywhere they prefer, they would um, go there. But supporters have not been stopped from coming here. If you're a supporter and you want to come, and then support your aspirant, they would, they would allow it. But you will not get into the premises of the uh, campaign office. Maybe you have to stand outside there whilst waiting for your aspirant. Because yesterday we had uh, supporters of uh, Dr. Mahmoud uh, Baumia uh, coming. Today we also had Kennedy Japan with some of his supporters uh, coming along with him to give him that morale for the uh, vetting process. So it is not a blanket directive that you should not bring um, supporters along though what I'm told is that you cannot I'm talking about the team of every aspirant cannot exceed um, more than five people getting into the vetting area so they are just trying to control the crowd because the space there is not also enough to contain larger crowds and that is the situation at hand blessed in sight of the former Speaker of Parliament, Aaron Michael Quay, who is now chairing this committee, what's been his impression about uh, the process so far? Well, um, all the vetting committee members have been tight-lipped so far. I tried engaging Frank Davis, who is a member of the vetting committee, 
earlier today, but he said that um, they wouldn't want to speak. He treated that particular point that until they are done, they would not uh, communicate to the media. But we are hoping that maybe today there may be a change in uh, position on this. But yesterday, that was it. And this morning, that was the situation. Because uh, Honorable Obiyama is the one that had been designated to speak to the media. But yesterday, when I made the attempt, he wasn't... Um, available to uh, comment on what actually transpired. So uh, what I've observed is that they are trying to manage and control conversations or the engagement they have had with the... So uh, what I've observed is that they are trying to manage and control conversations or the engagement they have had with the... ...attack that poses a threat to users of uh, these online services and here to explain the uh, voting of 10 aspirants is unclear if the party will be trimming the number now to five uh, without which um, the party will have to hold a super region will have to hold a super region so uh, his message to the party delegates to vote for him. So he actually commends his engagement with the delegates from the Ablekuma Central, East and uh, West constituencies in Accra, where he was speaking to the delegates. And it was at that ground that he made the comment about the uh, IMF deal, where he said that uh, if his uh, contributions or proposals under the PSI were taken seriously by Ghanaians, we would not have gone to the IMF as, as, as we speak. Um, but, but we know that he's had the opportunity of serving as uh, the trade and industry minister. Why is he not making any comments on that? So that is surprising to many that uh, I have been speaking with. Um, some delegates, even from the party, uh, were surprised that he made that statement, which thought to suggest that he was trying to distance himself from the economic management team of, of, of the current administration. So one would have thought that he would have uh, touched on key areas. But indeed, he said he, the idea of one district one party and all that were part of his contribution in government. So he briefly touched on some of those things, but then some delegates were not happy that he tried to distance himself from the economic management team. Mm. Uh, did, did he comment on what may have accounted for specifically these, uh, th this very administration's decision to, to head to the IMF, for instance? No, really, he didn't provide further clarity on that. And but I tried speaking to uh, a member of uh, his campaign team, Sylvester Tete, to try to understand what might have caused him to make that particular statement, which is a very serious statement to me, because a lot of the critics of the NPP believe that Alan has been a key member of this administration, and now that he comes out to state that his suggestions were not taken, it, it, it shows a lot of doubt and uh, ambiguity out there. So... We pushed to get some clarity on it, but then uh, we couldn't get that. And so we are pushing hard to see if we can get some clarity on what he actually meant by that statement.
Okay, then, uh, Carlos Galoni joining us with the latest on uh, the speech by Alan Kujiu-Charanting, generating a lot of heat within the rank and file of the party, and knowing that uh, he served uh, as the former trades and industry minister under the uh, Kufour administration, and now um, under the Manado administration, but he's no longer there. Uh, in post, uh, or at post, I should say. Uh, now, we know that uh, members of the National Food Suppliers Association have also been picketing the National Food Buffer Stock Company, demanding the payment of over 270 Ghana, million Ghana cities, all of them, uh, for food supply to some senior high schools across the country from 2021 to 2023. The members who traveled from all regions across the country say they will not leave the premises of the buffer stock until their monies are paid them. Kweku Amedome is the spokesperson for the association. The government is owing us uh, money for the supplies we've done since 2021 till date. Um, running to, into millions of cities, uh, 270 million. We've done everything possible to get our monies paid to us, uh, which has not yielded any positive results. Uh, you know, we had intentions of picketing here uh, on the 13th of uh, last month. There were some interventions uh, which uh, we, we saw that it was necessary for us to call off the, the picketing with the hope that they were going to get us paid before today. Unfortunately, after those interventions were made, that stopped us from picketing here uh, on the 13th of uh, last month. We have not heard anything from the government. Nobody has called us to tell us where and how our money is going to get paid. The two weeks we were promised uh, that our money was going to get ready. The two weeks is gone, and we've not heard anything from government. Uh, it's a serious issue that we are putting before government um, because most of our members rely on loans to do the supply. Most of these people that you see here, gathered here this morning, um, depend on some few some little credibility to do business. That credibility is dwindling. They can no longer continue with the supply because some have even used their, their properties as collateral to secure the money. That collateral is in the verge of being taken over by the creditors. And we've done everything possible. According to the Minister of Education, he has released 90% of our money that they owe us. We've not gotten the 90% yet. That's what we are picketing. We are not picketing only for today. We are going to be here till, tom till tomorrow, till tomorrow next, if our money is not paid. We want to be here. We want to live here. We have membership coming from all the regions. We have membership from Brongahafo. We have membership from Kumasi. We have membership in every region. We undertake supply of foodstuffs. We want our money to be paid. We've, we've, we've exhausted all the, the reasonable means of collecting our money. We have written to the office of the president. We have written to the minister of education. We have written and held meetings in this house. Nothing has come out, out of the, those meetings. And no effort is, is seen to be made for money to be paid to our membership. That's why we are gathered here this morning. We, we are elderly people, very responsible people. All we are asking is our money. That's right. We are not asking too much. Surprisingly, government is not giving us this money with interest. Government is only going to pay us based on the face value of the vouchers we presented to, to Buffer Stock. So why, not, why are they not giving us our money for two years now we, we've worked with, with, with them? We want our money and we want it now. Well, beyond the money, the group is also demanding a review of the free senior high school policy as they describe the current state uh, of implementation of the policy as a failure. 
the continuance of the free SHS depends on we being able to supply on time. <laughs> you see, the success of it doesn't depend on the student alone. The success of the policy of free SHS also depends on prompt payment to we, the suppliers. Because if they fail to pay us on time, how do we continue to supply? So that's the big question, but um, let, let's get some answers to it. Uh, quick comment on this. Uh, uh, the leader of the group is joining us in studio uh, after a very long day. You, you say your members are still at the premises of the yes, buffer yes, stop? Yes, yes, In fact... We, You're sleeping there tonight? Yes, we're sleeping there. We, we, we've been cooking. Uh, I just finished eating rice. We, 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 we hold food in Ghana. So also, we, I should join you for, for... Why not? You're invited. I mean, we want the media to be part of this uh, yeah. agenda. We need our money back, mm. my brother. Okay, but when I have the food, I'll get the money to... Uh, do you? Most, uh, most <laughs> I see that you're not ready to share your pattern with some money for me. But, but anyway, let, let's talk about the crux of the matters here. Okay. The, the buffer stock is asking for time to clear the backlog. Why are you not being patient? We cannot be patient because as you speak with you, there are people who are supplying which are not part of our membership. And they are being paid, some are paid in advance. It, it will interest you to know that for the entire 2022, government has not given a dime by way of payment for the supplies made on the, for the entire year. When this, government, when this policy of free HHS started, government started with our, our organization. And government met us in a meeting and said they didn't have money to start. And because of the, the, the promises, the sumptuous nature of the promises, uh, we should help with the supply and that we're going to be paid later. We supplied for the entire um, 2021, and we had, we had paid a minute portion of what we supplied. We didn't mind. 2022 came. Government didn't have money. They summoned us into a meeting and told us we should help the government. So for the entire 2022, our membership supplied for the, for the sup, sup, supplied food staff for the entire country without taking a penny or time from government. 2023, we were called again and told us, the government, uh, buffer stock made us aware that they didn't have money. So if we could do emergency supply, because at the time there was so much pressure on government to, to send food staff to the schools. So they called us into a meeting and said, we should help supply, after which they were going to pay us the backlog. And then together with the one we were supposed to supply in 2023, we did all that in 2023. Lo and behold, we were not paid. When eventually money came for us to be paid, Minister said he had released 90% of the money given to Buffer Stock. Buffer Stock says he's used the money to pay loans. Loans that I don't know whether they think we never took loan or we plotted the money from the trees or where. My brother, I have said that before this thing can, can succeed or before we can pride ourselves for having been successful in the implementation of SHS. Largely depends on they settling our bill. Okay, so this is for 2022 plus a bit of 2023. Exactly. And as I speak with you, there are people who have supplied and they were paid in two months. Where is the money coming from? Where did they get the money? There were people who supplied um, middle of 2023. As I'm speaking to you, they are paid. I was telling you the last time that I have a question on how the, the distribution is made, the disbursement is made. Now it has come to play that. There are people who are still doing and who even take advance payment and then they go ahead to do it. Really? I'm telling you on authority. As I speak with you, we are not doing supplies. 
we have the we have chunk of the food in our warehouses but we have people who are not in the business who are coming to buy from us and they claim that they are supplying to government and they are paying us where are they getting the money from is the government not giving them the money and some of our member, members members have changed their registration names or company registration name and they're getting the supply because they have targeted us that we are making noise and we want our money so they're not going to give us our money this is totally unacceptable this is totally insensitive this is this is this is this is a killer attempt by the the, the holders the, the the implementers of the okay, free and i see the pictures on the screens now so i'm going to ask you about it what have you achieved having packed your belongings as we're seeing now on the screens cooking at the premises holding placards um banks are not um auctioning and now auctioning our property so so that's how bad the situation is but but what Will they solve the decision to go and stay there until your money is paid? You've not received after that, We can't stay home. Mm -hmm. we, 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 we are not able to stay in our homes. But Why? What problem are you solving now? You're not solving the problem. We, at least we can have a place to stay and sleep and cook. Because in our houses, the creditors are on us. Banks are auctioning our properties. Mm -hmm. Our people, are. some of them are dying. There are some who are who have been hospitalized as a result of the trauma they are going through. I'm telling you that our businesses are collapsing. I'm not just saying this because you're demonstrating. You want your profit margin. What profit margin? We don't have profit anymore. The money has been locked up for two years, and you're talking about profit. That's not profit. Wow. We we don't have profit. We are not claiming profit. We are claiming our depreciated value. We are claiming our depreciated value of our working capital. That's what we're claiming. We are not claiming, we are just claiming, uh, we, are, we are just pushing for the government to save our, 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 our businesses from sinking. That's what we are claiming. My brother, is it not painful that you, you make a supplier to buffer stock and excuses have been given for over two years? In an entire year, no single amount was paid to us. Then you eventually have money to now pay cash for suppliers to be made to your institution. What are you taking us for? If Buffer Stock CEO or the Minister of Education were the ones making supplies, would they accept this this You're talking to me about the previous engagements with Buffer Stock before, um, but we're, we're not speaking about that today and what transpired today. Did you get any form of response from Buffer Stock, from the authorities on what possibly might be accounting for this? My brother. I mean, for today. If we have you get any response, we're not getting. They have not even come out to speak to us as we speak to you. We've been there from six o'clock. I personally was there at five thirty. Till now, we've not had a single official coming out to even talk to us or even see us in our numbers. I guess they are always seeing us on TV. For that reason, we don't even see them coming out of the offices because we are occupied, we've occupied the compound. So they are all in their offices. They don't come out to even to drink water. I guess. They are locked up. In. They are locked up. They don't want to talk but to us. But they can go home, isn't it? Yes, we are waiting. We wait. We we'll sleep there. We wake up. When they come tomorrow, they will come and meet us. You are asking what? Are, what do we intend to? We intend to make our voice louder. We intend, perhaps, His yeah. Excellency the President is not hearing us. Perhaps those who matter, the Chief of Staff, is not hearing us. But we know, having given us a platform like this, they might be able to hear us and do something about it. That's what we're waiting. Okay. What, what are the numbers involved now? If you say some have been paid already. Uh, uh, is the number reducing by the day? The number is not reducing. I mean, the figure stands at 270 million. <laughs> so it's the same thing. I told you about the, the, uh, 
the inequality in the, or, disbursement. In the disbursement. Some were given 3%. Mm-hmm. Some were given... There's a woman who, whose money is locked up to the tune of 10 million Ghana cities. 10 million. If you doubt it, I can put him on And mind. she has a contract. She has a contract. 10 million, according to her, 10 million, 300 Ghana cities. She has specific... She has a figure off her head, even though she's not been to school. These are people who are really suffering. 10 million after two years. Will the value be the same if she's given the money? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? And we want to pride ourselves for having implemented a free SHS program. Okay, and, and let's get to it then, because many of us thought that you were simply look, looking for your cash. Now you're talking about an entire policy which, which this government holds very dearly. You know that the free senior high school policy is dear to the president. is talking about that. Why do you want reforms to the policy? Well, we are not the only people calling for reforms. If after two years of supplying and we've not been given money yet, there's, there's, there's nothing that stops us from calling for reforms. We have complained about how the disbursement is done, how the disbursement is done arbitrarily, how single-handedly they have taken over the supply for themselves. They're doing it on their own, with their own cronies, without us getting involved, even though we have monies with them. A look, a second look needs to be done on this policy. We will need to restructure it because it has nothing, well, it has a lot to do with the student doing well in school and all that. But the success of it to very large extent also depends on we being satisfied because we are also part of the model. <laughs> each student, if you watch the budget, each student um, under the free SHS... There's an allocation. There's an allocation more than 800 Ghana cities. So, the ba- there's a ba- it's a budget, it's a costed program. And over two years, why is the money still with government? One, at one breath, the minister says, the minister who is authorized to release funding for this project, so he has released 90%, 90%, which represented about 13 of the badges that we are supposed to be paid. We only ended up getting six badges of what we are supposed to get. Where is the remaining of the money? No answer seems to be coming. Okay. And that's why I feel your energies are misguided. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, because why not go to the Ministry of Education to simply say, well, you're the supervising agency, um, at least even if not the finance ministry, the education ministry, to say uh, this is affecting we have quality been, education. We have been to the education minister himself. We have been to the ministry. The minister's hands are folded because he says he's released his money. Mm. The money that was given to him to release is released about 90%, which is about 13 of the badges that, we owe, that he was owing us. And so he's given us what he's supposed to. He's told us what he's supposed to tell us. We went to Buffer's talk. Buffer still says he had loans on his book. So you, you mean to say that he's acknowledged the fact that he's taking... Indeed he has. I mean, of, of the country. Yes, he has. So he used your money... To defray a loan on his books. But as I speak with, after having told us now, he is now have money, he's got money, and he's paying in cash for deliveries of foodstuffs to, to the schools. He's paying in advance. He's giving money to people. How to do you put, know this? I mean, how do I, I do mean, this story? I'm in the business. Yeah. I mean, this supply business, they come to us. And that's all you've been saying, I mean, ever since this conversation. Yes. What's the evidence that indeed they are, they are paying? Uh, that's your question of yes. evidence. Yes. I want, to, I want to know the nature 
how do you want the evidence? I want it. What what kind of how do you want it to be presented? Yeah, but if you tell me he's paying cash, what sort of evidence? At least you should show me evidence of. I'm saying that what evidence? What sort of evidence are you looking? Yeah, but there should be evidence. You like what? Like what? He's paying cash. Like what? What's a video of him paying? What? When the videos, documents, you say that some of your, um, (laughs) uh, I mean, members are being dealt with as third parties. Any evidence of payment at least to them? Yes, the evidence of payment is what we are receiving. That those people mm-hmm. who they give the contract yes. to come and supply the the the, the, pro, the, 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 the food staff come to us. Yeah, but you're telling me well, there's yeah. no way of verifying that because you've you've not asked me. I, are you scared that you may lose lose the business if you if we've you, we've lost? They have given the business to their cronies. We have lost already. We are only fighting for yes, what so we have. Put out the name of the individuals. And let's know that are they supplying the question you should be asking when you call the, the CEO. Yes, ask him are they supplying? How are they paying them? They will tell you. He cannot tell you they don't pay. They are paying, they give advance. It is happening as I they, they give advance to who exactly? To who whoever is doing the supply as we speak. Now the supply is going on. Yes. The supply currently going on. They are supplying, they are delivering food stuff to the various schools and they are being paid. No, as for the payment, yes. I'm challenging you on that. <laughs> You are not in the business. Oh no, I are not. You don't wait. You don't wait for a crocodile to come from water to tell yeah, you. But this time around, you're not in the water. This time around, you're not Mama. in the water. You're, you're uh, basically maybe maybe on the shores. You're relaxing and having some uh, cool time at the office. The last time, first talk. The last time. What's the evidence that indeed the last time you challenged me have gone on this issue yes. of evidence? Yes. But you see, I have a problem with this kind of question. Because evidence comes in different forms yes, in nature. Provide the evidence. evidence could come in the name of oral evidence. Because yes. as you sit now, how are you able to vet whatever evidence I'll produce to here? How are you able to vet? But at least I'll subject it to some. I'm saying vets. that. How are you able to? But I will. You've not provided it yet. So provide have, I've given you an oral evidence. Yes. Of course, I am into the supply business. Yes. And they have not controverted my claims as I speak with you. So whatever I say, I, I entreat you to take it as a stand because I am a supplier. I am a member of the National Food Suppliers Association. So, uh, you so, 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 so and they have admitted having, you having, have having personal knowledge. Yes. That some, personal some, knowledge. some people have come to you yes. for instance, your yes. business. I have personal knowledge of it and they have not denied the fact that they are still doing supply, they are still being paid, they are still paying people to do the supply. Yeah, but, but if you are still the doing business, then it's, it's good news. We are not doing business with Buffer Store. I'm you're saying that we have been in supply business. Yes. Some mem- members have been in business 1984. Some have been in it not supplying to Buffer Stock, mm-hmm. but the issue that the, the food business, mm-hmm. food supply business. We've, some our membership have been in it from the eight. Yes, so my point so is, I'm saying that you are still in business. We are not in business with Bafastock. What we are asking for, ask, asking Bafastock to do for us is to pay us the money they owe us because they have taken the job from us. They are not doing their jobs with the people they like, and the they people are coming back to you. So you are still in. Business. We are not in business because they don't come to us to. Uh, they come to us to take at a depreciated cost. Because they are also going to add some profit and give to buffer stock. Okay, so, so your problem is, is with the profits. We need our money. We need our money. The problem is we need our money. If the if government doesn't want to do business with, that's fair enough. They don't do business with, you're fine. But we need our money. Now, what is the interest rate as we speak today? What is the rate of inflation as we speak today? What is the cost of doing business as we speak today? What was the price at the time we supplied of these foodstuffs? And what is the price today? Can we be able to supply the same quantity we did in 2001 and 2003 
Entire 2002 will supply without taking one CD. How can the government or buffer stock be this wicked? Then when you have money, you decided to go and do business with somebody who doesn't have... The, okay, who, who I'll still take that as your claim. It is because you're our claim, somebody. and it is a truism, okay. and they have I not denied that. it. But I have not seen the evidence. But have they denied it? All the things I have come to say, okay. have they come out to deny so, it? So let's move on then. Let's talk about the fact that you have a contract to the buffer Yes. Store. Why are you not going to court? Oh, it's an option. I told you that last time. It's yeah. an option. We are exhausting one process. We can't be doing two things at the same time. Currently, we yeah, are but that's the fastest. You go to no, court. No, it's not the fastest. You ask I mean, the court to... The, the wheel of justice grinds slowly. Yeah, but, but this is contract. You, I mean, you have it is contract. contract. I'm saying that. Yeah. Currently, we need hard cash. Yes. And we need cash to pursue legal argument or legal challenge. Yes. And where do we get the money from? Uh, how but many, at least this picketing, how many of the money. members are involved now? We are running into 207, 73. You've been running businesses for years, as you're telling yes. me. You don't have lawyers? We have lawyers. We haven't said that. Yeah, so why not? We are saying that we are exhausting a particular process. We did a press yeah. statement. Mm -hmm. When we wanted to pick it, there was an intervention of a sort. Okay. Then we pull off. Then with, with, with the promise that we're going to be given the money, the money. Yes. In, in, in some 30 days, on 13 days. That has never seen the day of light. And that is what we're picketing now. We want to exhaust this process. Yeah. After we have exhausted this process, we would consider another process, be it legal or otherwise. Yeah. We would take advice but from I'm our lawyers. I'm just looking at the, the, the opportunity cost. Then. It all depends on money. The, the money you're spending staying here for like a week, that, that's a lot. It is comparatively better than going to court. But you'll get there. You'll go to court. Hopefully, if, if we don't get paid, as we, 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 we desire for, we'll go to court. We can leave the money with government uh, till infinity. When you're doing this business, what, what did you have in mind? Because many have gone through this. Um, and, and it's very, very common that you find successive governments having delays in payments. And you've dealt with, with governments in the past. So this is not new to you. You should know that government processes, payment processes, would always delay. It will eventually be paid. Well, what's your take on that? Government processes. We are aware that taking money from government conferences takes some procedure. Vouchers have to be raised, uh, uh, instructions have to be given, and all that. But it doesn't take more than two years for monies to be paid, especially when the money that is supposed to be paid has been budgeted and disbursed for the state institution to give to us. Okay. Government has disbursed the money, according to the Minister of Education. And 90% 90 90 of that money has been given to buffer stock to give to us. That money is not given to us. That's okay. what we're asking government for. Right, but we need to go. So what's your final message? Uh, probably, you, as you're indicating, management of buffer stock are monitoring us now. What would you say? Um, we are not fighting buffer stock. We are not fighting any, any personality. What we are asking for is we should be paid our dues. We are not there to destroy any property. We are not there to cause any mayhem or to, cause, or to pose any security threat. We are there to collect our money. Until we are given the money, we are not living that, that promises. We are going to sleep there, we are going to live there, we are going to bath and do everything there until we are given the money. Because in our homes, we don't have homes anymore. Anyway, uh, thank you, thank you. For, for spending some time with us. He'll be back uh, because they are still uh, spending the night at the buffer stock as you're exactly. meeting. Exactly. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll join you probably for... For dinner. Right. <laughs> Thank you. But I'll expect you to see. Come, let me do you some. We have cappuccino. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, that's just by the way. Just kidding, by the way, because okay. we need we need to laugh it off anyway. Uh, let's see what what government will do about this. Um, we, we also have to talk about uh, this matter because it's a seventy six kilometers of road that um, for the uh, a number of years now it's been promised that they will fix the roads by and every government has made that promise over the past thirty years and nothing has been done to fix it. Uh, it is in a deplorable condition and replete with some gaping uh, man holes and gullies. In today's episode of uh, Ghana's uh, Pothole Exhibition. Join News' Apple West regional correspondent Rafik Salam uh, visited the uh, Potholes riddled uh, Hantumu Road and has come through with this uh, report. The Warren Tumu Road project for over 30 years has been on the budget of every government that has ruled this country. All governments in the Fourth Republic have quite sold for at least a portion of the road to be constructed. The irony, however, is that none has been able to complete the 142 kilometers road. Joseph Quanton started using the road at a tender age some 70 years ago, attending Laura Middle Borden. I attended Laura Middle Borden. That was from 1961 to 65. And I used the old road a lot. If anybody told me that as of today, this road is going to be in this deplorable state, I will say it's a mirage. Because Kafajan was one of the best person, one of the first contractors who went on this road. And what happened? You know, since then, they have been scrapping the road. And I think that thing even contributed to the poor, the nature, the way this road is now. This was the very road that my father used some 60 years ago to go on dowry. My mother at Wallenbele, 60 years old, the road is even in a much deplorable state. The question that the people are asking, when will this road project be completed? Construction of a road project began over three decades ago at the war end of the road by Yusuya Ghana Limited and later awarded on piecemeal to Lebanese-based Ghanaian contractor PNW Ghanim Limited. At least the latter has graded, regraveled, fixed broken culverts and tarred over 50 kilometers of the road would be to mean 76 kilometers of the road project is now left to effects and is now an albatross hanging on the neck of the government. It is bumpy, deplorable, and replete with corrugation. The west part of the road is located between Hen and Andawala and is filled with numerous manholes and gullies. You can see that the videos are shaky. That clearly means that the road is just not good. We are moving from one pothole to the other, meandering through some of them, the one that we could dodge. And that's exactly what is happening. And that's why the videos are really uh, shaking. We are uncomfortable even sitting at the back of the pickup. You can see that the vehicles are coming and they are now avoiding the route and they are now using the shoulders of the road uh, to come into the main road because the road is such in a deplorable state. And so even vehicles as land cruisers, paddles and whatever cannot even ply that route. How much do you talk about rickety vehicles? I can count as many as 13 gullies right here on this road. So let's start. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve on this stretch of the road, which is about 20 meters right here on this road. 
passengers and also drivers are not having it easy to ply the route and they are appealing to the government to come to the aid of the people. Myself, you have to go and change your observer very often because the road, the, the nature of the road is very difficult. Well, I'm using a, a pickup, but it is still very tough on the car. So we are appealing to the government that whatsoever they have to do to make sure that these roads are done because this area, Sisala East and West, is a good hub for for Syrians, soya, maize, and millet. And we, we have to transport the, uh, the item to the city centers to help cushion prices. And because of that, prices are escalating. And now the World Bank says it has uh, committed some $14 million to the redevelopment of major tourist sites across the country. The amount is part of a $20 million World Bank tourism development project aimed at giving facelifts to tourist attractions uh, across the country. Country Director of the World Bank, Pierre Laporte, noted uh, this at the commissioning of the redeveloped Kwan Memorial Park and Mausoleum here in Accra. Let me say a few words about select aspects of the tourism development project. This $40 million five-year project has positioned the tourism and hospitality sectors as key drivers of social and economic development in Ghana. The project supports improved tourism products and services provision and upgrading skills in the labor force in the tourism, arts, and culture sector. The project has now disbursed $20 million in grants and procurement is underway for disbursement of the additional 20 million over the next 12 months. This includes 1,250 grants under several windows, such as the COVID-19 recovery grants, small and medium enterprises grants, and the tourism site grants. Several, several tourist sites and destinations have received infrastructure support and upgrades and developments under the project. This includes the Kintambu Waterfalls, Bonoire Craft Village, Bogwaye Palace Museum, Ankasa Forest Reserve Receptive Facility, Nzulezu Receptive Facility, Gush and Gushe Gusmok Village, to name just a few. Uh, that's all we have for you in this package of reports. I'm blessed to go and log on to myjoyonline.com. Lots of stories there for you to catch up on. Until then, we'll see you again. Bye-bye for now. Next is Let's Talk Showbiz. Thanks for watching. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Focused oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play 
and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Builders of his house and sellers of his cars give him a percentage for every contract he brings. My opponent sits here and turns against the motion for once having for making money legally. Wrong! Hey. The biggest debate competition in Ghana is back. Which side do you represent? For or against the motion? Stay glued to your superstation Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime as we bring to you the biggest stage where schools in Ashanti show their prowess through debate. Rally behind your alma mater to glory as gallant young men and women from the various senior high schools in Ashanti elucidate their stance on matters of national interest. Venue is the Christian Service University College. Catch us live on Love 99.5 FM on Facebook at Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime 2 p.m. each day. The Love FM High School's debate, trumpeting the voice of young ones on issues of national interest. This event is brought to you by your superstation Love 99.5 FM, the Ashanti Regional SRC and the Regional Directorate of Ghana Education Service Ashanti and CHAS. This program is in partnership with Pepsodent. Rasta Chocomold from Twilliam Industries, Christian Service University College, Jackson Educational Complex, Cowbell, Madam Catherine, Freitol and Fortune Rise from Wilma, and sponsored by Zest Consult, Pidato Company Limited, CBS Industries, Top Choco, Ultimate Fashions, Flora Tissues, supported by It's the Premier League, all on DSTV. All the goals, clashes, and moments. All of Rashford, Salah, and Saka. The start is getting better and better. All in the language of your choice. All in HD. Available on all these bouquets to choose from. To watch on all these devices. Get DSTV with an HD decoder plus one month compact for 299 CDs. It's the Premier League, all on DSTV. Hi, now let me share my wild life experience with you at Safari Valley Eco Park. Welcome to Safari Valley Eco Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the Eco Park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitat and disturb the animals. We saw zebras, sable antelopes, brown prey, mala, silverfish, and kinalas, Shetland ponies, and so many animals are just getting Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior, and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this prize for adults? This prize for teenagers. This for adults. It's a bargain. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home. But not before dinner, by the of a lifetime and I can't wait till my next visit. Safari Valley Eco bringing you closer to nature.
Yeah, it's another beautiful day and it's always a pleasure to bring you everything in your world of showbiz. Today, I actually have some good news, you know. When good news comes, we definitely want to share with you and definitely I'll bring you some update from the Kwame Nkrumah Memorial Park. There's some new renovations, some beautiful stuff there. My colleague Ivy will start bringing you an update on that. Now, a Hollywood filmmaker is also not happy with Ghana government. Hmm. I'll give you details on that as well. And if you're a big fan of Tom Cruise, get ready because Mission Impossible is cooking, if not even done cooking. <laughs> I'll bring you some updates on that as well. My name is Doreen Avio, and the show is Let's Talk Showbiz. Now, if you're just joining me, this is Let's Talk Showbiz, and we're starting with something beautiful that obviously a lot of people, I believe, have been looking forward to when it is finally here. Well, the Kwame Nkrumah Memorial Park has been renovated. It went off, I mean, if, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere last year, and it's literally done. Everything is set. Oh, my goodness. The place is beautiful. From pictures to videos to people who were there to actually have a view of it. Ah, the reportage is simply amazing. So, uh, you can tell your friends, you can tell students, schools, and everybody that it is open now. So, they can actually go and learn some history at the Memorial Park. As usual, my colleague Ibi was there and he had the opportunity to speak to some amazing people who, some way, somehow, were happy about the project. Some part, Everybody who enters this space realize that though that soul might have been cut short, the warrior himself points the way forward. And so, Forward we are go and we shall not relent. A good matter is short. I simply am a forebear of one who was and called for cultural diversity. And so on that night, he won't be smoked, smitten with fire, but with very simple words, and declared that we are free. It simply meant your side called from the north. And so today, one who holds the gate is another one from the place where Osajifu found the confidence to say, at long last, you know the rest, it is history. We have choices and options, and we must do whatever we can to give them the best, the best possible experience while they are in Ghana. It's equally important to spread the December NGH activities across the country so that all regions and communities benefit from the tourism dividends.
Congratulations on this redevelopment of the park. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. But I believe the bigger congratulations would go to His Excellency President Nanadamkwakufuado and the dynamic Minister for Tourism, Arts and Culture, Honorable Dr. Mohamed Awal. Well, a lot of money has been sunk into this. Now, after this, it will have to do with the maintenance because I know that it is going to be a tourist attraction. Who, what agency is going to be handling this and what measures have been put in place for the maintenance? Because our maintenance culture in this country is a very, is not so good one. Thank you, my brother. Um, as you have said, a lot of money has gone into the redevelopment of this park. If you look at the infrastructure that existed, which had run down 30 years, no maintenance, nothing had been done. And it ran down completely. We have added today the new museum, as we have seen. We have added the new receptive facility. We have added the water fountain that was dead with colors at night that will make it very beautiful for people to come in. We have added indeed the presidential library, the restaurant, the art shops and everything else. It cannot be left to rot. So as part of the process of design, we developed a, 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 a project management manual as part of uh, the project design so that that becomes the, 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 the Bible as it were for the management of the facility which includes the fa co commercial management and financial management or financial success or health of 